This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, so if we only have an hour, we have to drink these things in like Ooh, boy. 10 minutes. I made that way too strong. No wonder yeah. you took more. <laughs> My God, that's gross. Yeah. We don't normally start the show with Accountant Mike and me already talking. But this is a big moment in home studies history. Because for the first time, we're not talking about a subject, something that I've already tried, that's in my backyard already. We're trying to figure out if we should do something new on the farm. And so I decided before we got too deep into the idea, I'd have Accountant Mike over for drinks, and we'd figure out if this was in fact a good idea, and then, if it was, I would do it. What new animal am I welcoming to the farm? Or not? We're going to find out in today's episode of Home Study. The world that we live in is a crazy place, but you and me, we can each make it a little better. We can live a more sustainable life. We can become more self-sufficient, and we can get more connected with the planet around us, and we can do all of this together. So everybody, cozy up. It's time for another episode of Home Study. All right, so did I tell you what we're doing? Uh, you gave me a primer. All right. But tell me in depth. Give me some real detail. Two years ago, our lawnmower died. <laughs> <laughs> we had a craftsman, and uh, as I like to refer to it, the craftsman. <laughs> Dis America. Nice. <laughs> Two summers ago, I'm mowing the lawn, and I look down, and it's shooting sparks. Sweet. Out from beneath it. So yeah. I figured most of the time, you don't cut grass with fire. This thing is obviously... Not working to its optimal <laughs> condition. So I brought it in and uh, they said it was total. To fix it would cost more than the darn thing was worth. So now I'm faced with the decision that any homeowner with any amount of grass is faced with. Do I buy a lawnmower or do I buy a sheep? Right? That's what you were thinking. You see, I could hire someone to do my lawn. In fact, one of my best friends is a lawn care guy. I'm sure he'd cut me a good deal. Or I could go and I could spend $1,500 on a new rider. But as I but told Accountant Mike... I hate that idea. Why? Because 
I'm going to spend a thousand bucks on a rider. If a cheap rider is a thousand bucks, maybe 15, maybe two. And I'm going to drive the thing around and it's going to break on me and fall apart and need oil changes. And I am a man of the land. (laughs) That's so. Breakdowns and oil changes are not the only reason to avoid lawnmowers. Let's talk about becoming a statistic. According to the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission, 70,000 people will be injured mowing their lawn this year. 70,000 people. Let's consider what a lawnmower is. A lawnmower has a blade that is spinning at more than 2,000 revolutions per minute. Depending on the length of the blade tip, it could be moving at more than 200 miles per hour. You could equate being hit by a lawnmower blade to being shot with a magnum pistol. That can take care of a hand or a foot in no time. Then there's the heat. The mower engine gets hot enough to ignite gasoline, cause third degree burns, which are the most serious kind. And then there's always the option of tipping over on a riding lawnmower because you weren't paying attention to where you were going and you went over a bank and tipped over. So if I needed another reason to not mow my lawn, it's that I don't want to die. I've certainly convinced myself through the production of this small but frightening segment that lawnmowers are way too dangerous for me to use. I can only hope that I've also convinced my wife. Babe, if you're listening, and I know you are because you're the chief editor of this program, for the sake of our marriage and our life together, let's get some sheep. I rest my case. Maybe I'll be able to convince Accountant Mike. Are sheep safer than a lawnmower? Let's find out. We've been talking about getting sheep. We're going back and forth, and we're like, do we get sheep? Do we? And so my thought is this. I have goats. Goats do not mow lawns. They are weed whackers. They kill the weeds. Um, Sheep, if I put them in electric movable fencing. Now, I've been down this road before, so I'm going to use a very specially chosen word here. Should eat the grass (laughs) to the point where I really wouldn't have to mow. Understand, I probably will still need to get a push mower to do a little bit of maintenance, a little touch-ups. But my thought is if I get the sheep, I put them in the backyard. I move that poultry netting once, you know, one week here, then move it over to another section, then another section. I could have my lawn mowed by my sheep and my goats, them together combined. And uh, then I wouldn't have to spend... Eleven, twelve hundred, two thousand dollars on a rider. Dude, twelve hundred bucks for a rider. You are gonna get the worst rider <laughs> that's ever been made. It's gonna be made by like Takahishi or something. <laughs> <laughs> not his pedal powered product. I'm sure it is. We're it's pedal powered. Yeah. We're oil free farm. You're gonna get the uh, the Flintstones riding. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, but dabba don't. <laughs> So this is the question of the episode. Is getting a bunch of new livestock that needs to be cared for and watered and fed and wormed and moved and looked for when lost and all those other things really 
Does that make more sense than just going and buying a lawnmower? I hate lawnmowers. I hate the idea of owning a piece of equipment that's only going to deteriorate in value, break down, and wind up as a piece of junk in some landfill. Not to mention also possibly kill you. So there's that. But can I handle more animals? Are sheep a good decision for us at our homestead? A lot of times we jump into these things. Homesteading is fun, getting new animals is fun, and then 12 months down the line you got an ad up on Craigslist, selling all goats, they're the worst. So should I get sheep? Are they going to make sense on our farm? You are going to hear me make this decision live throughout this episode. We're going to talk to Accountant Mike some more, get the numbers worked out. We're going to interview a few different people who have sheep, get some advice, and figure out if it's a good fit. So, you ready? Here we go. It's no surprise that sheep were one of the earlier domesticated animals. The combination of wool, food, and power to do work made them a very valuable asset to any family thousands and thousands of years ago. And that's why sheep shortly after dogs, were one of the first animals to be domesticated. In fact, sheep production is man's oldest organized industry. Wool was the first commodity of sufficient value to warrant international trade. It was something that had enough intrinsic value. It could be traded amongst different countries. Ancient peoples valued sheep. A rich man would own thousands and thousands. If you read throughout the Bible, you'll find it littered with references to sheep and shepherds. And of course, the greatest juxtaposition of all time, the comparison of sheep and goats. Now, I have goats, and as any of you longtime listeners of the show know, I think goats are kind of the worst. You look outside and your goats are jumping over your fences. They're on top of your friends' cars when they come to visit. They're running out into the road, parading around town, and yet for some reason I keep buying them. So now I'm thinking, maybe I should take a hint. If the Bible uses goats to symbolize people who are, well, less than desirable, maybe I should go with the sheep. Maybe they would be a better fit on my homestead. And yet there's a lot of people who would disagree with me. Sheep kind of have a bad reputation. As one man put it, Sheep are the dumbest animals on God's green earth. That's the opening line to Story's Guide to Raising Sheep, a book that I've been poring over the last month or so. That line also was not the opinion of the author, someone who's raised and cared for sheep. It was the opinion of a neighbor. People are never afraid to give you their opinion about livestock. Strange. One thing I've learned from homesteading, Ignore all other people's opinions, except those who have true experience, real, hands-on, long-term experience. And so to help me make this decision, I figured I'd better ask a few of those people. The first one is a family member. Kendra's Aunt Susie is a wealth of information about homesteading, small-scale farming, and animal care. And so last time we were in Pennsylvania... I took a couple hours, and I drove around the farm with her. Oh, okay. Mommy said that. She's coming on out. All right. Maybe we'll go up on the hill and see the sheep. Yeah, we are going to go up on the hill and see Let's the go. sheep. Let's go. If I didn't have all them routes, I'd take the car off. <laughs> I should have taken up the other way, though. You guys want to go see the sheep, babe? 
Susie might be to blame for my current homesteading state. Let me explain. My wife has a love for farming and for animals. And a big part of this, as a little girl, was spending time with her aunts. They have all kinds of animals. Their pasture is filled with sheep, with goats, horses. And it's really a beautiful place. I can see why my wife came to love it so much. But Susie... Susie's an old-fashioned, no-nonsense farmer. A little different scheme, you know. You have people. People today get food stamps, and they got a man. They got a lawn. What? You couldn't grow, grow squash and some carrots and things in your lawn, in your 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 yard. Don't do that now. Yeah. See, and then people didn't have grass out here. We didn't keep grass for for mowing and keeping the house looking yeah. nice. You you did that for the livestock. Yep. Negative view of lawns. Check. Using lawns as a tool to feed more livestock? Check. I think I've found someone to fight in my corner. Man, Homesteady, the last two months, it's like the slamming lawn show. We're going to have to rename this thing. Thanks for listening, and until next time, remember, the road is rocky, and lawns are the worst, you piece of garbage. Sorry, I got a little out of hand there. I Let's get back to talking Janet about and I sheep. I don't shear. And when I said we'll get sheep, Janet says Janet doesn't shear, and Susan says Susan doesn't shear either. <laughs> so we went with a shedding sheep. Gotcha. Now we started off with Katahdin's. While searching for the perfect homestead hair sheep, Susie tried almost every kind. She tried black bellies. She had dorpers. She had the very popular Katahdin's, which she thought. And they're a big name breed. Now the bad thing with the Katahdin is he's not. He doesn't have a closed book. In other words, I can start with any flock of sheep and eventually turn it into a registered herd of Katahdins. Really? By introducing a, a, a ram yeah. on a regular basis and, and start to document those through the Katahdin Association. Eventually builds up to 100%, making it a full gotcha. Katahd. Yeah. Okay. Now that's nice, but then you also have your three hair types then with your Katahdins. You can have your shedders and, and clean down to your wools, which yeah. you have to shear. Here and, and it used to be pole, they were bragging about pole, but now horns are allowed too and skirts and stuff like that. So they went from a, a sheep that I thought was a breed and that it was polled and it was uh, high parasite resistance and easy lammers and uh, shedders. And I discovered that that was maybe in some flocks would be like that. Gotcha. And because whatever come in the ancestry come forward now, they say after so many generations, it doesn't count. But when you start to see so many of it and so much of this something that isn't supposed to be there shows up, then it's questionable oh, on, yeah. on what your what quality, what you bought. Yeah. What I bought wasn't something I had to pull lambs, which I had to do a lot of lamb pulling. I don't want to do that. I'm a lazy farmer. I don't want to shear them. <laughs> I bought them because I didn't want to shear them. I don't want to shear them now. Right. Okay? Yep. I didn't care about horns or skurs or anything like that. You know, that was all inconsequential. But I didn't buy that animal for the purpose of upgrading it on a regular basis. Yeah, no. Okay, so the next thing I went with was... Um, After experimenting with the Katahdins, she had tried Dorpers. And Susie doesn't buy bad quality animals. She found one line she really liked. She spent $1,000 on a lamb. I got full bloods. I actually paid $1,000 for my wow, first man. baby. Yeah. Um, Just for a baby? Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, so... Um, Parasite resistance was zero. I got four years out of her. We went down to open a shit. She was about four years old. She'd had twin ram lambs. And I went down 
to open up the shed. Jen and I were there, we and we you know, had all the girls together, because we let them out in the morning, and we keep them pinned in at night because of the predators and stuff, keep track of them. So we went down there, and she's down there laying, you know, with her lambs, looking good, fine, and everything. I open the door, let everybody out, everybody starts coming out, and all of a sudden, Jenna hollers, oh my God! And I look over, and that you just went, eh. dead as the doorpost. Oh. Absolutely. $1,000? Yeah, my $1,000 oh, you. Uh-huh, yeah. Shoot. Yeah, dead as a doorpost. Sometimes homesteading lessons are hard ones and expensive. Fortunately for Susie, the next two sheep that she tried were both a big win. So, uh... Back the sheep. So, Catans didn't work. Dorpers didn't work. American Black Belly's nice. Not quite my cup of tea. So then I got St. Croix and Wilkshire horns all at the same time. St. Croix and Wilkshire horn. These are two different breeds. The St. Croix are a hair sheep. The Wilkshire horn are a wool sheep, but they shed it themselves naturally. And they've been great fits on Susie's homestead. But we've been very pleased with both breeds. I haven't, I haven't worn my St. Croix. Um, I didn't warm them for the first seven years that I owned them. Really? Yeah, and I have warmed them since, but I don't really think they need it, so I'm not going to bother again. Um, the Wildies I've done very little um, warming with, too, but I think they do need warmed. Not quite as often as I needed to do everybody else that I'd had in the past. These two breeds are both very hardy. They don't need lots of warming. And they both have small lambs, which means you don't have to pull any lambs. Plus, both breeds don't need shearing. These are all big pluses for someone with a homestead who doesn't want to spend their whole day taking care of their sheep. There are some differences in the two breeds, but they almost complement each other. Adorable sheep that didn't have to be warm but had a lot of meat in it. The St. Croix breeding, the background of the St. Croix was perfect. He was, uh, well, he's the one I don't, I don't worm. Um, they're leaner, smaller sheep, finer bones, you're not going to get as much meat on them, but then at the same time, they're going to make all their meat through grass. They're not going to be big, and you don't have to warm, you know, they're not going to be big, heavy, thick things, and you don't have to warm them. So the parasite resistance is great. So he combined that, and he brought in the Wiltshire horns because they're the exact opposite as far as body structure is concerned. Um, they're big, heavy, thick, meaty sheep, big bone, and a big bone puts you a lot of, um, puts you a lot of meat on there. You have to cover that that bone structure. So Susie has two breeds, both which are very healthy and very easy to raise. One that's a little bit smaller, but able to gain all its meat off of grass. And the other, which is much bigger, but grows slower. So what's the smart homesteader to I, do? I like both breeds, and I'll tell you what I do. We, we make what we call a golden cross now. We put a, a Wilty on a, on a St. Croix, and we put our St. Croix on our Wilties. We make a lamb that's fabulous. That is one thing about a Wilty. A Wilty and a St. Croix both are slow growers. And, and it takes a Wilty almost five years to become a big, mature, heavy thing. Yeah. Okay? But he does make a big lamb. He has no two ways of, you know what I mean. Not at birth. My lambs have been small at birth, which I'm really happy about. Now, yeah, it's a lot of people, for... yes, it's easier to lamb them. But I want him to grow to a certain size by the time I'm ready to start butchering. But, I, but anything you put on a wildy does will make a, a, a big butchering lamb when it comes time. I like a small lamb at birth, and then I want it to gain a good bit of weight. I want a, I want a hanging weight at the end of the season of around 50 pounds. I want to for get the close, lamb? Yeah, for my lamb. How long does that take? On grass, no grain. See, I don't, I don't grain. Yeah. I want a lamb that 
gets from his mama, yeah. and he gets from the grass. That's it. That's the, I'm lazy, and this is how this works, and, and I don't want to put a lot into them. I want a nice, durable, old-time critter that'll go through the hard times. Let's see a good-growing lamb that'll go through the hard times. That sounds exactly like something I'm looking for. This Golden Cross definitely sounds like a good pick for us at Squash Hollow Farm. No, and I'll tell you, the only reason I got into them was to, to keep the fields clean, keep the mice grazed nice, and put meat in the freezer. Yeah. And and I could this could be a huge boom in business. I'm too old for that now. Yeah. So I even want to get down a little bit smaller. The reason that Susie got into lamb is very similar to the reason I'm looking to get into lambs. Take care of my fields, mow my grass, and put some meat in the freezer, and maybe also have an additional side business to my farm enterprise. Lamb is very popular around here. I think you've convinced me, Susie. I, I want to get a couple of those uh, St. Croix now. <laughs> I got to convince Kendra to go that way. But uh, Yeah, we well, uh, just think about it, talk about yeah, it. We've, but... we've gone back and forth because we we had this, our lawnmower broke. Yeah. And we're like, you know, we're going to spend a thousand bucks on a, on a lawnmower. On a lawnmower. It's going to, that is just something that decreases in value and breaks down and dies. It has to be cared for. Yeah, you got to maintain it every something. year, pour money I, into it. I'm getting it. old and lazy. I don't want to do it. Yeah, I know. Me either. And why I'm not should old I, yet. <laughs> yeah. Why should I go there and mow this when I got somebody can eat them and, and then I, on, can, I can eat him. Exactly. Yeah. That's, so we've gone back and forth. From everything Susie told me, the method that she uses, that golden cross, it sounded just right. And she went into a lot more information about how to raise a sustainable flock of sheep on your homestead. The method that she does, where you can both have enough meat for yourselves and to sell as a business. Listen to that entire extra episode. Become a pioneer at thisishomestudy.com. You'll have access to that episode and all the other bonus episodes. So, cool. should I get sheep? Um, do you want where my do start? Like, first impressions? Of yes. It? Okay, let's What's your my, gut tell you? My gut, okay. So, my dad, he has a craftsman, which he breaks loved. all the time. I was talking to your dad the other day, and I was like, oh man, I had that, I had a mower, but it was a craftsman, and he stopped me, he was like, don't talk bad about that craftsman <laughs> oh, now. Geez. Yeah, don't make the mistake. <laughs> they have one and three quarter acres of land. It takes him, during the summer, a good three hours a week and that's because he doesn't have a mower that picks up the clippings as he goes oh yeah so he has to go around and mow everything right <laughs> and then put this attachment <laughs> on and go around and collect all the clippings all this money and time and etc so my general feeling is mowing the lawn is a huge chore plus like my allergies get all awful when i mow lawns <laughs> so like to me it's an awful awful thing my chore growing up was to mow the lawn and I swear this is just like a deep-rooted, like, <laughs> still not wanting to do my chores. You just don't want to do your chores. I, I had, My parents had a rule if I wanted to go, like, to Bjorn's house or, like, oh. you know, go have fun on the weekends. Oh. I had to have the lawn mode. And I'll never forget, there was this morning that I was at B's, Saturday morning, and uh, my dad was coming to pick me up to go back home to mow the lawn because oh, I hadn't no. done it. And B was like, dude, we got an extra ticket. We're going to the Yankee game. Oh, you can come no. with us. And I was like... <laughs> so I called my dad up. And I was like, they, they got an extra ticket. I can go to Yankee What'd game. What did your dad do? 
You know what he did. Oh no, you mowed the lawn. He took your ticket. <laughs> he went See to ya, the son. <laughs> Welcome to life. Send a, uh, a selfie of him eating a ballpark. <laughs> wow, that's awful. If my dad ever sent a selfie, it would be definitely the apocalypse. But anyway. Yeah, oh no, yeah. Uh, but I, it would be at a ballpark eating a hot dog. Eating a ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> like, sucker! <laughs> <laughs> During the apocalypse me uh so he made me go home mow the lawn your dad I, taking selfies that's where we were yeah <laughs> so i really think like part of this is like my inner young childhood rebel who like didn't my big rebellion in life was not mowing the lawn wow you <laughs> were a, a rough kid, kid. <laughs> <laughs> what you get a tattoo yeah it says no mow <laughs> oh man so you think mowing the lawn is a big waste of time if you have a farm anyway maybe it makes sense to hire some sheepies to just eat it for you Mowing the lawn is a huge chore. One of the options allows me to have a machine that just loses value, breaks down, turns into garbage. Well, but also gets your grass nice. Oh, I hate that little valid point. It's the other <laughs> thing I, I we should say is, okay, so if you have a fence thing that you move around yeah. every week, right? Mm -hmm. That means your grass is never going to be uniformly cut. No. Isn't so it? if that's important to you, this is probably. Have you looked not outside my window here? <laughs> no, you meaning sure that's the listeners high. out in <laughs> podcast land. If you're interested in yeah. a uniformly cut lawn, this is probably not for you. Definitely not because of timing. But my my thought is most of our listeners are awesome. <laughs> are okay. Stick it to the man types to want to go live in the country and don't care about lawns. All right, lawns are a waste. They are. Of space. Dude, do, do like a desert scape or something. Well, not exactly. There you go. <laughs> Grow a cactus. You're the opposite. Put some rock down. You're the complete opposite of a farmer. I know. Yeah, with a desert scape. Sure, man. Like, It'll look fine. Let's hasten up. Acceptable warming. all. <laughs> Just, you know. This is where we're headed. The earth's going to burn. Let's get there first and yeah. have the nicest looking place on the Dude, block. Dude, look at California. <laughs> Come on. They're paying you to get rid of your lawn in California. <laughs> That's what you should do. Lamb, man. Oh my god. Gonna a be good lamb, lamb kebab? Oh, a good lamb kebab. Benefits of being the farm accountant just got That's better. That's true. <laughs> now on your up. You so, should. <laughs> I don't know if we've ever told this story. Forget, Everyone knows. Forget all of the numbers. You should buy the sheep immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and you should pay me in lamb commencing immediately. <laughs> So forget all of this stuff. I've already already told the audience that you're the farm accountant. I am. What I haven't told them, which they probably obviously figured out, is I don't pay you in money. Right. <laughs> you pay me in sheep, which I claim as income. <laughs> all of you other accountants out there, I know that that qualifies. <laughs> don't sue me or report me to the IRS. <laughs> Come on. I'm going to figure out some other services I can sell you so I can charge you more. <laughs> You know, they're not doing quarterlies anymore. It's every week. Yes. I need to do your weekly. You know, you guys don't have a monthly, uh, you guys don't have a retirement plan, right? You should do that. <laughs> I can do that for you. Going to cost you the entire baby lamb. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Bring it to me. <laughs> I'm <a> spit. Uh, <laughs> All right. What were we talking about? We're going to take a quick break from talking about sheep and share a couple interesting facts about bees with you, brought to you by our partner, rjsbeefarm.com. Did you know that a honeybee must visit two million flowers to make one pound of honey? I'd imagine that would be a couple different honeybees. It's pretty impressive, right? About one ounce of honey 
would fuel the honeybees flight around the world. That's incredible. How much honey do you think one little bee makes in its lifetime? One twelfth of a teaspoon of honey. All that work for a twelfth of a teaspoon. They're really giving it their all, those bees. These are some neat bee facts, but you can learn a ton more about beekeeping at rjsbeefarm.com. Dane is an awesome source of information about beekeeping. If you go to his website, click on About Beekeeping, you can learn more fun bee facts, like you can find out how many flowers a honeybee is visiting during just one trip. You can learn about solar ventilators. I don't even know what that is, but I want to. How about a vacuum box? Bee science. Maybe you haven't even started beekeeping, but you're thinking about it. Go to rjsbeefarm.com. You can learn a ton about bees. And if you want to really dive in deep, give Dane a call. He has his number listed on his website, 918-698-1741. I've talked with Dane. We did an interview on the show. He's an incredible resource. He loves talking to people about bees. He wants to help you figure out whether or not they're right for you. He doesn't want to just sell you a bee box. He wants to make sure that it's a good fit for you and that you're going to enjoy beekeeping. So go to rjsbfarm.com. While you're at his website, make sure to sign up for Dane's email list. He's going to be starting to send beekeeping information out to his email subscribers. I'm going to be on that list. You're going to want to be on that list too. Learn all kinds of things about beekeeping. Sign up for his email list, rjsbfarm.com learn about bees and if you're ready to jump into the world of beekeeping buy your gear from dane he's a great guy and he's a partner of homesteady helping to keep the show going for you if you're a pioneer you get 10 percent off your beekeeping purchase just go to the pioneers only library and you'll find that discount code on the sidebar that's a significant discount 10 percent off beekeeping equipment you can spend a lot of money keeping bees that 10% off is going to really be helpful. If you're not a pioneer, go to thisishomesteady.com and become one. It's only $3 a month still. It's an incredible deal. So the sheep that I'm getting, I want to get a good breed of sheep. So they're going to cost me probably 1000 bucks for three sheep. Okay. So right out the gate, I'm spending $1,000. Okay. Now, the beautiful thing with sheep is sheep can be grass-fed 100%. Cool. Throughout the summer. So no supplements. Right. I okay. don't have to supplement these animals at all. And the idea, I already got someone, uh, Kendra's aunts, they raise sheep. They're mm-hmm. going to sell us some sheep. Their sheep throughout the summer, 100% grass. Great. No extra grains. Great. We live in New England. Grass only exists for six, seven months out of the year. Eight months, Eight maybe. Eight months if we're fortunate. In a hot year. Yeah. Yeah. So there are going to be months where I need to have hay. Uh, so I'll have probably three sheep throughout the winter, two young ones and the, the ewe. Okay, to feed. To feed. With it. Right. And she said that amount of sheep, I'm going to go through like two flakes a day. A What's bale a of hay is like five flakes. Dude, this is a whole unit of measurement that I have. <laughs> like this whole system, Whoa. I have no concept of. A new like, unit of measurement. You mean like cornflakes? <laughs> Does Tony the Tiger deliver them? <laughs> They're great. All right. Oh, How much is unit. a flake? What really excites Accountant Mike on this podcast? New units of measurement. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Seriously, though, how much is a flake? So when you get a bale of hay, right, 
and you grab a like one of those little squares off of it. You how know how is, like how much is a bale? A bale, that's one big rectangle. A okay. bale of hay. Right? All right. You pull off that bale and twine. Pull a little square away. That little square is a flake. Okay. And there's usually like five-ish flakes in a bale. Okay. Five flakes to a bale. Come to a brand new world. One bale to a... The country account. What's bigger than a bale? <laughs> now, do I have to report all my flakes or do I get to a certain <laughs> Man, amount of write-offs? it depends on your inventory method. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm going to go through probably about, let's say, a half bale on average a day. These bales of hay cost me anywhere from $3 for the cheap stuff, $5 for the better stuff. 3 to $5 for a bale. So me and Mike tried to get a total figure on how much I was going to spend throughout a winter feeding my animals hay. Because that is really the biggest expense after purchasing them. That would Ooh, be like, uh... Man, <laughs> if I had any concept of how much that was, I would have an opinion. <laughs> but I don't, so let's keep going. <laughs> Calculator time? Calculator time. If I was at work, I would have a real calculator, but I'm not, so I'm using my phone. They, that always sounds better when we're doing this. So really, I know. Actually, Yours I doesn't make enough I noise. I really should just record my calculator at Go work. back home and <laughs> into the... Like, it's the loud one. So, calculator time. We figured out how much hay each animal was going to have to eat. Now remember, some of these sheep are adults and some are lambs. And in the beginning, the lambs won't be eating any hay. So... The first figure we came up with was a bit steep for what I'm going to have my first year. $3 a day, let's call it, what, five months? Five months? $450 on hay, hay. to feed these animals that you bought. You bought them for $1,000. Yeah. All right. Um, now, that's steep, and here's why. Uh, the the way my cycle is going to work is I'm going to have a ewe that's pregnant. Mm -hmm. She'll give birth in the fall. Okay. Her two little... Nursing young will not eat hay for months. Okay. Um, so that number is high. So we said 450. What do you want to round it down to? Um, for the sake of what I'd like to do, I will probably have two U's in the future. Okay. I'll upgrade, and at that point, that number will be accurate. Okay. So let's call it that. Sure. Uh, for two or three. Yeah, for two or three animals over the winter, or two two U's and then like four young. That 450 number is going to be pretty spot on. Okay. Um, for the five months in hay. So now we had our figure to feed those two ewes. Okay, so 450 is a good And remember, number. they're producing lambs. That's what our export is in this farm operation. Uh, so how much are those lambs worth? Now sure. from that, I'm going to get, maybe out of two ewes, let's say three lambs, right? So I'm going to have three, all that lamb, whatever's in that <laughs> lamb. And then during the summertime, like no money. No money grass. spent on, on. Okay. This is a good line that I've researched. They're not susceptible to worms. Nice. Very. They're really hardy, so what I shouldn't bears? have to spend money on. Everything in the world is susceptible to bears. Oh no! <laughs> Foiled. Uh, you are susceptible to bears. Oh man. <laughs> That's something that wouldn't happen with your uh, lawnmower. It wouldn't get eaten by a bear. All right. Point for Very lawnmower. likely <laughs> wouldn't happen. <laughs> I don't have to build any new housing. They can fit in the shed that, or the, the barn that I got out there. Right. Um, I do have to buy electric poultry netting. Um, but that's one of those expenses. It's fencing. It's right. something on the farm that I'm buying for all the animals. Right. I don't even... 
To do this, I need that. So I should apply that cost to this method. Okay. And it has a lifespan. The good stuff lasts five years. Okay. So we should get a roll of that. So I'll look that up now. Good. Thank For you. my sheep, I want to use movable electric netting. So to use this, we're going to need the actual netting itself and an energizer. An energizer. Okay, so the energizer is going to be another is 150 bucks. Is it a bunny? Doom, doom, doom. You know that was originally the Duracell bunny? Okay, before you go further, Mike's dad worked for Yeah, full disclosure, Duracell. my dad works worked for Duracell. So go That on. was originally the Duracell bunny, and they still own it in Europe, but Energizer bought the rights to that bunny because it was like... It was good. They but they knew. only bought it in the U.S., so you don't see that Energizer bunny in, like, Europe. It's a Duracell bunny still. They don't use it much, like... And he's got a... I don't know if he had a drum when he was a Duracell. Maybe that was their change. They gave him a drum. <laughs> the Energizer Man, I don't know. drum. Anyway, so... Is that why your dad, as the Duracell guy, has all those bunnies? Yeah, it's the Duracell bunny. Well, because he always worked for... He never worked for U.S. markets. He oh. always worked for Europe. That's why he always had all those little bunnies. Yeah, all that swag. Yeah. <laughs> At first, your dad was just like a bunny he stuffed just, animal. He was a collector. bunny aficionado. <laughs> <laughs> your dad's like the the star of this episode. Yeah, Shout pretty out much. To Nick He's still in it. <laughs> uh, anyway. So we're looking at about $300 in fencing equipment. Okay, the shoot. netting lasts five years. The oh. Energizer and the rest of the stuff, going to keep going. Cool. So 100 and... and... going and going. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's time to total up our expenses. Our yearly expenses would be feeding the animals, replacing the poultry netting every five to eight years, and the electricity. So we figured about $500 per year on the reoccurring expenses for the sheep. From that, you're going to get three to four, maybe five on a good year lambs. Okay. Dude, uh, get some lamb shanks. Braise them. You know they come with the shanks, right? Yeah, I know. (laughs) So I will. No, I'm aware of that. No, I mean like, but seriously, save the shanks, braise them nice and slow, long, make some polenta, scratch that. I will come make the polenta for you. We'll have Nobody braised lamb that shanks. Story either. What? That you were on Worst Cooks of I America? I was on TV. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> happened. So Mike says he'll come and make the polenta. Uh, in case you didn't know, Accountant Mike is actually pretty famous. He was a star on Food Network's Worst <laughs> Cooks in America. Famous is the right word. Oh, it's the right word. You made it to like, you were third? Yeah. You were the third worst cook yeah, in America? Is I, that how that Well, not exactly. Okay, so those of you who haven't seen the show, also, if you're out there and you work for Food Network, please don't sue us. I mean, come on, guys. Seriously. <laughs> Why? You're not supposed to like, talk about it? I don't know. <laughs> I get all nervous about all this legal stuff, oh, no. man. <laughs> Do you know how often we get sued? They published your name. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> so the point of the show is you take a whole bunch of people who are useless at cooking, which was me. I was useless. They split the two useless groups up into two smaller useless groups, and then two celebrity chefs teach the teams. Chef Ann versus Chef Bobby. Right. That's, that's who it was. And then they teach the teams, and each week they weed out like, you're supposed to get better. That's yeah. the idea. Yeah. Um, you got better. I did. I got, got better. Really good. I definitely got better, for sure. From the days of me and Mike used to travel together, and our specialty was, like, uh, oh, man. microwaved. Oh, 
I don't tea. Forget did you it. make? That's all you Dude, made. It was bad. <laughs> no, we went out. That was the thing. That's it. Uh, so Mike was on. I was on Cooks a TV America. show. Yeah, that's true. They uh, he made it to like third place, something like third, that. Set, fourth or third yeah. place. I I but, made it uh, as far as you could make it on Chef Ann's team. Season four. Sorry, if <laughs> Chef Ann Burrell is out there listening. That's cool if she is. If you're then yeah, <laughs> listen to us. I appreciate it, and I appreciate learning from you, but. Uh. You're so mean. <laughs> anyway, it's not, it's here not we go. <laughs> go. You can watch Accountant Mike cook food. Go Just look Google at old for, episodes. Uh, uh, Bowtie Mike. Bowtie Mike. Search they, for that and you'll find it. Before me. they called him Accountant Mike, it was Bowtie Mike. Which actually so. sounds a lot better. It's cooler. But here we're no on the radio yeah. and... Yeah, they don't know. You could be naked wearing a bow tie and don't, I wouldn't be here. Don't give it away. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> So I actually Googled Bowtie Mike. Yeah, you don't want to do that. It's mostly pictures of guys without their shirts on wearing bow ties. Um, so at least it's not what you're looking for here. Um, instead, we'll save you a step, though. We'll post the pictures on the blog. This is homesteady.com. We'll have links. And you're going to see some pictures of Accountant Mike standing next to Bobby Flay and Amberell, which is pretty cool. Visuals. We've gotten We've gotten a little off target. Um, we, we were talking about, about lamb. You get lamb from right. the sheep, so you get which lamb. you can sell. Like four or five lambs. Good. Which the following year, will I will raise them through the spring on grass. All right. As soon as it becomes winter time, the, the ewes will be impregnated. The lambs will go to the slaughter. Aw. And be served Bah-ha. for delicious... <laughs> Um, Life I, I on the farm. Think I just lightsabered by. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I don't know how much that's worth. I've never sold lamb. Cash money, man. But my my guess, right? If both of you had two lambs, if it was only two lambs, and I got two whole lambs, um, well, you know what? I have a book. Ooh, he's got a book. Yeah. So I ran off to find my book, leaving Mike all alone in the studio. By himself. Well, he's looking around. He's leaving us out the door. He's gone. And now I'm here by myself. Just ponder things. What should I talk about with all of you guys? Now that I have you here. I don't know. I guess at the end of the day, I really don't have all that much to say. Is that sad? I don't know. I don't think it's sad. What would you do if I just had a show where I just monologued the whole time? It'd probably be really boring, right? Is that what you think? Maybe it wouldn't be boring. So, he's back now. So, while I was gone, did he say anything meaningful? Write me in. Let me know. The Stories Guide to Raising Sheep. Woohoo! Um, I always read these books because they're really good for talking you into doing things you shouldn't. Nice. Lambing, flock management, records. Lambing. Sheep. Uh, it's really called lambing. Um, 310 products and marketing. Sure. 115 pound lamb. Packaged meat you will receive after the carcass is cut and wrapped represents 50 to 60% of the dressing weight. Okay. So. What was your, what was that dressing weight? If you take a 100 pound lamb okay. or butcher. Right. Typical dressing weight is around 50 pounds and the typical yield is 25 to 30 pounds. That means you get, out of a 100-pound lamb, you get 20 to 30 pounds of meat? Yeah. Is that what that means? That's what that means. Okay. Yep. So not a ton. Um, but lamb meat's expensive. Yes. What does it sell for per pound? 
local farmers markets here, right? Ten bucks per pound. It Woo! starts. That's the cheap stuff. Dang. So if we sold a whole lamb at ten bucks per pound, thirty pounds. Thirty pounds at ten bucks a pound is three hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars. That's a lot. So two lambs is six hundred dollars. Six hundred dollars. If I got the worst year and each lamb, each you only had one lamb, mm-hmm. I would make six hundred dollars worth of meat. Cool. If and that would only cost me five hundred dollars. If I had a good year where I had four or five lambs, fifteen hundred dollars worth of lamb meat. That's crazy. For the cost of five hundred dollars, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that four fifty well, sure, on hay wouldn't was Wouldn't it be generous. more than more than five hundred dollars worth of hay? What do they eat when they're young? No, the babies eat milk. Oh, so the two ewes are going to eat the hay. So the two ewes eat, and by the time the babies, I'm are sure size, they eat more if they're producing milk. But that's what they. That's what she told me. Expect oh, like two right. bales, so or two uh, flakes per day, okay. two to three. So, two ewes. We're talking at most about five hundred bucks a year in expenses. Okay. I'm gonna make anywhere from six to fifteen hundred dollars worth of lamb. That's quite the spread. It is. But that's okay. But yeah. You're making a non insignificant amount of money on yeah. this lamb. And that's, that brings your cost down. Here's the thing. Lamb, yeah. If you're buying like a rack of lamb local, yeah. you're paying like thirty bucks per pound. Wow. So you're either making two hundred or like eight hundred dollars every year. But there's a, if you're doing this this way, there's a very good chance you're gonna make enough in selling lamb that you're gonna cover your cost of feeding the sheep throughout the winter. Right. And throughout the summer, they eat grass that costs you nothing yeah. because grass grows everywhere. So, how much does it cost to shear sheep? This isn't a setup question. Not at Funny all. Funny you should ask. Oh. If you order now, we'll send you hair sheep that don't need shearing ever. Hair sheep? That's right. They have hair? Hair sheep. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> Flowing. What do they look like? Locks. Oh. <laughs> like an Afghan dog. Oh. No. <laughs> um, they, they have what they call hair sheep. Okay. It looks like what you're used to seeing a sheep. Okay. Uh, but it falls off. Whoa. Yeah. Like Does that mean it gets man. everywhere? Yeah, in your grass. Who cares? <laughs> well, but if you don't care about your grass at all, then why are you even going to mow it? Well, because I don't want ticks Ooh. or a field. So, that's but you're why. all in nature. Fields are natural. Fields are natural. Totally. <laughs> Bumper sticker of the show. Fields, Fields are, are natural. natural. <laughs> <laughs> all I have to do is like once a week or once every other week, depending on how they're working it. Move the electric fencing. You know my history with electric fencing. Not good. <laughs> guys. Accountant Mike. Guys. We were in Europe. He does not understand sarcasm. We're, we're <laughs> staying at these friends' house in, in uh, Britain. A beautiful country house. Chickens running around in the middle of the countryside. English countryside. Beautiful. Very beautiful. And nobody was home. And we were kind of walking around the place exploring. And... Uh, so we come upon this electric fence. So I walk up to the fence. I say to Accountant Mike, I say, uh, bro, is this, uh, is this fence live? And he says, no. There was a sign saying it was electric. And I was like, no, it's not. They just put a sign there. Now, given in retrospect, I should have not believed my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was laying the sarcasm on thick, but, but he had a video camera in his hand. So obviously I shouldn't have believed him. So I was like, okay, ready for this? Favorite movie time. 
So I go up to the electric fence and I just tap it his, and nothing. They didn't get any shock. His favorite movie is Jurassic Park. So I was like, all right, ready? Jurassic Park. Tommy, get down. Was that his name? Yeah, I think so. Timmy? Timmy, Timmy. Timmy, Timmy get down. And I grabbed the electric fence. I said, I'm going to count to 10. And I grab it. And he said, one, two. And as I'm about to fake being electrocuted, the pulsating electric fence, which pulses out electricity in intervals, allowing me to touch the fence without being shocked, suddenly pulses. And my fake imitation of Timmy in Jurassic Park becomes very no, real. No, because Timmy was all like... Timmy Which actually got, got shocked yeah. because what's-his-face turned the fence back on. Right. <laughs> Dr. Sadler. Yeah. My dear Dr. Did she Sadler. turn... Oh, yeah, because she flipped the thing. Yeah, and then the black guy's hand... The black it. guy's arm, and She's it like, wasn't oh. attached. And then it was like... Ah! ah panic! Man, Wait, that have was Have you seen Jurassic scare. World yet? No, but I've heard it's oh. a disappointment. And no! How could it not be? Dude! Chris Pratt, man, he's good. How could it not be a disappointment? I know every Jurassic Park has been a disappointment. I yes. should learn by now. It's like... Do you understand? But I had hope for this one. There was a lawyer who got eaten on a toilet. You can't beat that. Do you understand how awesome that is? <laughs> and how there is you nothing you're that counted. I know. If this were Jurassic Park... <laughs> I would be the guy getting eaten. You would be the lawyer. <laughs> no, lawyers are different. You're man. a couple notches away. I am only like one and notch me? away from a lawyer. I think I'd be... I think I'd be Dr. Grant. I don't think yeah. so. No, dude. You got be, the... Who would you be in Jurassic Park? No. Who was in... No. I'd be the professor. Yeah. <laughs> I would perform with the bad fencing. <laughs> man, I don't... Be oh, a, yeah, you're I'm, not a I'm cynic. John, man. So you're the optimistic version of I'm that like, guy. I'm oh, like, I've put up all my fences. Uh, my sheep will go and mow my lawn. Spent no expense. I've spent no expense. <laughs> That's right. I'd be sitting eating ice cream out of the tub <laughs> as all yeah. my sheep have escaped. Like... I just don't understand. It's bad, no expense. So, um, um, so that was a recap of Jurassic Park. That's everything that. <laughs> Welcome happened. to our podcast. I haven't about seen Jurassic the new Park. one with Bummer. Chris Pratt. Oh, you know what we saw the other day? Mm. That new Pixar one. Um, oh, Family Brains. Inside Out. Pretty sure that's not what it's called. Family Brains. <laughs> Family Brains. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah, it was definitely good. more of an adult movie than a kids movie. Good. Maybe we'll take the kids. Not an adult movie. Like a movie for adults. <laughs> oh, God. Inside Out just took all kinds of new... Anyway, we'll scratch that part out. I thought it was called... So you've been listening to the podcast, Two Guys Talk About Movies They Haven't Seen. Thanks for listening. Become a premium member today, and you too cannot see these movies. Now let's go back to the podcast that's about farming and seeing whether or not it's worthwhile. <laughs> We're ridiculous. $500 in expenses. 500 Well, how much do you spend in gas on a lawnmower? Ooh, two. That's what we need to consider. Okay, so each time you mow the lawn here, I put at least a gallon in. Okay. A and gallon of gas is, a week. is what? Four something. $4 a week. So we figured out how much money you would spend in gas mowing your lawn every week. Because I totally mow my lawn every week. And also we figured on maintenance. Two times was saying $9 a week in gas. It's 220 something dollars. A season? A season. Now don't forget you need it serviced. At the end of the year you need sure. the oil change. Unless you do it yourself. That Which can't I... be that much. Not Come on, you dad. can change the oil I'll bring on it to your a dad. lawnmower. <laughs>
Um, so you spend some monies, but the problem is the problem with the sheep is if you're really doing the lamb thing and making money on yeah. this, that's crazy. You're actually in the black on your. I'm making money. That's crazy. On mowing my lawn. Super nuts. Now, am I still gonna have to buy a little push mower and neaten up? Maybe, yeah. maybe. Probably. I'm going with maybe right now. And I'm gonna be like optimistic. No, I'm gonna be realistic and say probably I'll have to buy a two hundred dollar mower at some point. and spend a three dollars in gas every couple weeks to you know touch up. And I do still have to weed whack, but that's what the goats are for, and we're getting Good. more goats. So I may not have to weed whack ever again, which. A couple goats hasn't done it for us, but we're going to have five goats. That's wow. pretty significant force. You're going to spend $1,000 on sheep. You're going to spend some money on fencing. Okay. We can say that is roughly equivalent to buying a new mower. Yep. But if you're doing the lamb thing, then you're actually making money on the maintenance, which right. sounds insane. It sounds way too optimistic. Let's say, for the purposes of being realistic, that you come out even. That there's some unexpected costs, and I'm sure a sheep is going to die one year, and you'll have to replace it. Yeah. And so you have to replace the sheep. Fine. So let's say the profit you're making on the land gets I'm eaten up. Borning. That's not the word. Birthing. I'm <laughs> borning. You're going to kill the sheep like Jason Bourne. You're going to walk out there with a magazine and slit the thing's throat. I just you animal. You. <laughs> I'm borning the sheep. <laughs> I'm on I the am edge of my seat. Birthing. Aha. The replacement. Correct. So yes, Good. the ewes will grow old and die, yep. and I will replace them with their with their young. So circle of life. That sounds great. So let's do pros cons real quick. Yeah. Pros of the sheep. You do not have to mow lawn. Don't have to mow lawn. If you're paying attention to it and you're doing it right and you're set up right, there is a real chance of actually making money on making it in the long term. Yep. Cons. Your grass will never be evenly cut. Can live with that. Bears. Always a con. <laughs> Always a con. <laughs> Do we have more cons, or is that basically more I'll have said? to work with electric fencing, so right. no doubt my children will be zapped. <laughs> children get zapped at some point. That's a negative. It builds character. It builds character. And you'll have to... Sp- How long does it take to move the fence? You'll have I'm to sure move that'll the fence. be an hour once okay, a week. Okay, so you'll spend an hour once a week. Yeah. So here's the thing. I don't know if you'll really save all that much time i probably won't save that much time because because i'm taking care of animals go back to my dad's example yeah let's say that my dad would finally just let his tractor die yeah like i've told him to and would finally buy a tractor that collected the grass as it went right he does an acre and a half in about an hour and a half but he doesn't he does zero time during the winter right Whereas you spend an hour a week moving the fence and then you have to take time during the winter 10 minutes a day feeding sheep all right sure so it is more, the time is a wash. It's not, yeah, you're not really going to save time. Not going to save time. But I will have lamb. And because of the fact that you really obviously like lamb. I love lamb. You are thumbs upping this Dude, yeah. all the way home. I'm going to thumbs up this just because it means you will have lamb. <laughs> Even if it was a thumbs down, Without you me would having lie to me. <laughs> I would. Selfishly. In front of 10,000 listeners. Get the lambs in front, of, in front of both of our listeners. I would lie to you tell you to get the lambs. Uh, Keep the shanks, I'll make the polenta, and it'll be... Seriously, people out there, um, get lamb shanks, Okay. brace them. Movie. Make real polenta. Right now. Not the autumn, not the quick polenta, that stuff is awful. Uh-uh. The real, like, you have to stand there stirring it okay, for, for 45 this? minutes, it's worth it. Go. Homesteady Pioneers. Yes. 
please, if you ever considered this, now, go and become a homesteady pioneer. Because I'm going to promise you, oh God, the first batch of <laughs> lamb that we have processed, we're going to get Chef Bowtie Mike Whoa. in the kitchen. We're going to get a camera set up, and we're going to make a recipe cooking show, cooking with Bowtie slash Accountant Mike, braised lamb shanks. Yeah. If that doesn't sell you. <laughs> I don't know. What will? Uh, so, speaking of becoming a pioneer... This episode was brought to you by the Homesteady Pioneers, who are listening to the bonus podcast, Sheep 101, with Susan Napotnik. Mike, you have seen Susan Napotnik's sheep. I have seen her. It's quite a flock. I have seen her sheep. She has quite the flock. <laughs> it's an amazing flock. Of sheep. This episode was also brought to you by Power Plucker. Do you know what Power Plucker does, Walsh? Uh, I imagine that it... I have no clue okay. at all. So, what do they do? When you're butchering chickens, yes, you have to get all those feathers off the chickens. Such pesky feathers. They are pesky. In fact, it takes approximately seven minutes that to remove the feathers. Is awful by hand. Do you understand how few seven minutes I have? You have your lifetime is comprised of seven minutes. Of seven. Minutes. Let's figure it out. You're here. I'm here. What is this amount of your life? So seven minutes of your life. Okay, so let's say that you live 80 years. Yeah. That means you're going to live on average 29,200 days, which means you're going to live 700,800. Wow, that's a lot of hours, actually. Okay. By, by minutes, <laughs> you're going to live 42,048,000 minutes. And that sounds like a lot. Right. But let's say but you, you eat waste a lot of it once a week. Right. Right? Every day, of, every week of your life, you eat chicken once a week. Sure. And that's, you know... Conservative. Conservative. Right. If you're like me, and you kill all those chickens yourself, that means seven minutes of every week of your life... Gone. Gone to plucking chickens Just by plucking hand. a chicken. That's horrible. Yeah. So out of how many minutes? 42 okay. million, 48,000 so minutes. So 80 times 52 times seven minutes. Oh, 29,000 minutes. That's 20... Days. <laughs> You're gonna spend twenty of your days life of your life plucking chickens, plucking chickens just to feed your face chicken once a week. Nuts. All right. Now with the power plucker, yes, you can get it done in half the time. Awesome. And it's gonna look way better. It's only gonna take ten days of your life. Yes. Power plucker does a better job. It does it quicker. Get a power plucker. Done. Save twenty days of your life. That'd be great. With those twenty days. That you're going to now save... Well, 10 days. 10 days Half you're going to save plucking chickens. Go on a, a vacation. Go on a vacation and thank Homesteady for That's right. telling you about the power plucker. And power plucker. <laughs> and thank power plucker, of course, because yeah, they're Of course, sponsor. because they're... Yeah, and then you go on vacation. It's you can get that power plucker from powerplucker.com. Right. So, right. thumbs up, Count the Mike? Sure. Cheap is a thumbs up. Why not? So, guys, that means I am literally, for the first time ever on the show... Going to take Accountant Mike's advice. Whoa! And I'm gonna go get sheep. So, bro, I gotta go. I gotta right. get the trailer ready. Okay, see ya. I'm gonna head out to Pennsylvania. I'm gonna get three sheep. And uh, come slaughter day, I'm gonna give you a call. That sounds good. <laughs> you, I will be there for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know what you're thinking. You just did an entire podcast about sheep. And you didn't talk about wool at all. Isn't that like why people own sheep for the wool? Yeah, I know. I'm pretty sold on this idea about getting hair sheep and using them for meat only. 
but it would be pretty unfair to just make this decision without even considering the other option, getting into the fiber world. So, this is going to be our first serialized episode of Home Study. Stay tuned for part two. Will I decide to change my mind and get some fiber sheep? Tune in next time for the conclusion to sheep or not to sheep. And until then, remember the road is rocky. Make home steady. <laughs>